Hey y'all, Lydia here, um, on my own, I know, aww, sucks, right? Who wants to listen to 15 minutes of this voice, yuck, but, um, that is just the reality for this episode, for a couple of reasons, firstly, I am back in Montréal, Quebec, so I am not in physical proximity of my trusty co-host Merit Wildemariam um, and secondly just for the topic of this particular episode me and Mercy kind of thought it would be worthwhile <laughs> I'm laughing because I just like swallowed saliva and I'm super self-conscious about that sound because Mercy makes it very clear that I swallow extremely loudly, so, and I don't know what to do about it, you know, and I didn't know I used to swallow loudly until she gracefully pointed it out, so maybe I should lean back when I have to, and maybe that will help, um, anyways, where was I, yes, so first I moved and moved back, and then secondly, yes, for the topic of this episode, me and Mercy kind of thought it would be worthwhile if we changed up the format a little bit, and so as opposed to it being a debate format where we're kind of just yelling at each other, um, which is which is fine, I mean, that is our love language, but we thought as opposed to that, it would probably be more fruitful if we just kind of made this a safe space where I could share my thoughts and she could share her thoughts without either of us interrupting each other or trying to one-up each other with our jokes. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be on my own for a little bit, um, but hang in there because after this little monologue, Mercy's monologue will be gracing your eardrums. So, hey... That is fun, hey? Oh my gosh, I podcasting on your own sucks. What the heck? Shout out to people who do it on their own because this is torture. Okay, um, so yeah, let's just get into it. So I guess to start off, um, it's worthwhile to address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that Deadass went on a four or five month hiatus, (laughs) Um, which really ties into the topic of this episode, which is BLM and just with everything that went down this summer in terms of protests against police brutality and the whole defunding police movement um when uh george floyd was murdered uh end of may i'm sure everyone remembers like social media was just completely absorbed by that incident and all these other themes and discourses that were coming out of that particular horror And so we just didn't feel like this podcast was necessarily worth being aired. Like, especially since all of our episodes, as you guys know, are pre-recorded. 
And so, um, you know, we hadn't obviously covered what was going on in Lifetime. And as you guys know, we generally stay off of current events. Like, we don't really do that anyways. So there was that. And then there was also just the fact that we just hate, we hate promoting this on a good day. Like, I know we come off super obnoxious and in your face with our content but it's it's all a lie like we really hate doing that and that's on a good day so especially in the midst of you know what was a crisis and what was a very traumatic experience for everyone it just it didn't feel right to you know the whole the show must go on it just it didn't feel applicable to us so we thought we would take a break kind of regroup um but we feel good and we want to kind of jump back in now and I think the little break kind of made us appreciate the platform that we have even more, especially as black content creators. So that is that, and that leads kind of into today's episode, which is really just going to be me and Mercy kind of sharing our thoughts on, you know, BLM and everything that went down this summer in terms of how we dealt with it on social media, how we view activism, you know, on the ground and online and all of that. So, uh, yeah, I just want to start off, I guess, by kind of just quickly going over, like, what that week was like for me that first week. So, George Floyd, rest in peace, was killed May 25th, which is so wild when you think about it. Like, it's so wild like a minute has passed since and it feels weird because it feels like forever ago but it also feels really recent um so he he was he passed end of may and i remember that first week like right when that video um of his murder started circulating and then the days to follow that was such a dark time and i just remember I just remember feeling trapped, like every waking minute was spent either, I was watching the news, I haven't watched the news in years, guys, (laughs) so it was either watching the news or on my phone, and you know, usually social media, um, like Instagram especially, it's kind of like this escape where you just see, you know, mindless content or people, you know, posting about their amazing lives, which I usually really, um, really appreciate but it just became this really dark place of more and more videos were coming out of black men uh particularly but yeah black men and women being murdered at the hands of police and it was horrifying and I honestly look back at that time and it and I am I feel comfortable in saying that it was a traumatic time um watching the video especially I had I avoided watching the video the first two days and I think on the second or the third day I kind of broke down and felt like it was my duty to watch it which kind of leads into the first point that I want to talk about which is um, kind of this pressure or this how we've normalized trauma porn which is really these videos of real life people getting killed and I just kind of want to start off my little monologue and this isn't this isn't a judgment thing at all 
um, and I've noticed a bit of improvement or a bit of a, a change in people's actions. But watching a person die is not normal. And I know that we grow, we, we've grown up in an era where violence is so... We're so desensitized to violence just in, you know, cinema portrayals of it and video games and this and that and blah, 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 blah. But we have to draw the distinction between fiction pieces of work where you know at the end of that film the actors do get up and go home and are well and alive and these videos that circulate social media of people actually getting killed and don't don't get to get up and go home so i just i just yeah i just i just find it a little concerning how normal it is for us to be posting these videos and i do sympathize and i get I can I can see what the I what the point is of like just trying to shove this injustice in people's face and be like yo like this is real this is happening this horror isn't just a myth like this is actually happening people are actually dying at the hands of of cops or at the hands of other civilians and blah 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 I get that but it just it makes you think like damn like as black people especially the black people that we're saying are marginalized, they spend their whole lives, you know, probably maybe being treated inhumanely, and then they're being treated inhumanely even after their death. You know, there's something weirdly... And again, this is all subjective, and this is just my piece, and y'all can disagree, but I have to say what how I feel and how I interpret it. Um, there's something weirdly objectifying with with just showing videos of black bodies coming to an end like there has to be we have to be we have to treat or see death more sacred than that more sacred than clickbait more sacred than proving a point in an argument i i have to believe that you know and um just like you know we're not necessarily circulating birthing videos you know, I I read somewhere, I think it, it might have been Joseph Solomon or some some other um Christian artist, but there was he they were saying, you know, there's certain moments in a life that have to be absolutely sacred and you know, those are that's the bookends of a person's life, the birth and the death. And I and I really do agree with that. Um so I'm not gonna say too much more. I think I've I've beat this point, but um I just would really like to encourage everyone the next time another person gets killed, because honestly, it will happen again. Um, really just question why you're so comfortable with posting that video and then ask yourself if, if that was one of your boys, if that was your brother, if that was your sister, if that was your mom or your dad. Um, would you be so kind of OK with showing the last moments of their life? And kind of, you know, putting it up for public consumption, or would you feel a bit more sensitive, a bit more protective, and want them to be remembered in a different way than how they were killed? So I just wanted to share my piece on that. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about. So I'm mainly, I'm mainly, you know, I guess going to be addressing black people in this monologue, but I, but I will have a, I will have things to say for, um, you know people like white people and not people 
like people who aren't people of color at the end but for my black brothers and sisters <laughs> um i'm a big i'm a big proponent in like being in tune with your emotions and feeling the feelings and processing pain and trauma and all of that like i'm i'm down for that and so i'm the last one to cast judgment when it comes to how people react to things and obviously the death of George Floyd you know that that's one death of many and a lot a lot of a, we've we've seen a lot in the last you know i don't know 6 6 7 years um so i get it i get that we're pissed and we feel hurt and we're tired of the same old story of innocent people being murdered but something that i saw on social media was this like rage against people who weren't down for the cause and who weren't posting and who weren't you know engaging in activism in the way that we deem is you know expected and I was a little bit troubled by that because I don't think the point of this whole crisis and I don't think the point of BLM and I don't think the point of, you know, any of this is for it to be like this activism competition where it's like who who's posting more and who's signing more petitions and who's donating and who's, you know, like... and. And I know this might come off a bit hypocritical because I know I was, I was super active at that time. And this is something I was challenged, honestly, because there was a moment where I was like, damn, like I was keeping an eye out for people, black and non-black people, like, yo, who's posting and who's, who's down and who's this? But I caught myself very quickly and just accepted that everyone has a different way with engaging with issues and with being an activist and with putting in the work and some people might be doing that on social media some people might be doing that off of social media for some people it might take time for them to to evolve into it and all of that um so it's definitely not a competition or or rather it shouldn't be a competition and so I just kind of want to address this like narrative that you know if you're not with us you're against us and you know, just kind of shaming people who aren't posting or who aren't getting involved, you know, in ways that we can see, like public ways. They might be getting involved behind the scenes, but just check yourself um, because I don't know if it's super productive like, if if the point of posting that stuff of, like, your silence is violence and all of that, if you, if the purpose of that is you just, just you venting and you just letting know people how you feel, all right, I can respect that. Because, again, I'm, I'm all about people feeling their feelings. But if you're thinking that that type of discourse or language will, like, recruit people into the cause, ask yourself, like, when was the last time you joined something or wanted to inform yourself about something by someone calling you out in a pretty aggressive manner you know like it just at least for me I'm I'm a sensitive I'm a sensitive kid like I need someone to kind of like 
show me the ropes and invite me into an area of knowledge without shaming me for not knowing or doing enough. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind when you're when you're engaging with social media and when you're engaging, you know, with people, you know, acquaintances, friends, black people, non-black people, and you know, you have that kind of like that instinct to like call people out for not doing enough. First of all, check yourself and ask yourself when you started doing something because I'll be the first one to say um Prior to the death of George Floyd, I had not signed a single petition when it came to defunding the police in my life. I had not donated to a single cause relating to, you know, whatever the criminal system reform or defunding the police or bailout funds. Like, I have not, I did not do a single thing. You know what I mean? And this has been an issue long before George Floyd, long before Breonna Taylor. So, how can I, as someone who just got into the loop, be mad and be calling out people when I when I'm new to the game myself? You know what I mean? There, there ha- we have to be. We have. I I just have to think. I just have to think we have to be a little bit more humble, um, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know I know I'm coming off really mad, but I'm not really that mad. I just. This, this is how I talk guys okay it's fine we're good but yeah like I would just I would just encourage a little bit more introspection and you know when you're quick to kind of go off on people for not doing enough like ask yourself like when you started doing something um and kind of leading to part b of this point you know this whole thing of like this idea that getting involved in black lives matter or getting involved in the cause is, like, mandatory, and, like, if you're a decent human being, you should get involved. I also want to touch on that quickly, and not, and I'm not trying to undermine the necessity and the validity and the power of this movement, but there are so many movements in the world that a lot of us just don't give a damn about. I'm talking to my black people right now everyone is selective with the causes that they ride for and that's just human um you know that's 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 just human you are naturally more enticed to causes that affect you as a black person black lives matter um and advocating for equality and for black people to be treated fairly in every system that that hits home to me because I am black, <laughs> you know, but I have to recognize that my my connection or my affiliation with this cause is consequential of my experiences, you know, is consequential of my heritage, of my history. Not everyone is going to share in that. And there are so many other social just or injustice or justice, whatever you call it, movements that I am not down for because I have yet to be educated about them. I have yet to be convinced that it is worth my time. Like if I'm being honest, you know, and I would, I just want to encourage everyone to be honest too. And when you're really quick to, to look down or be disgusted or this or that with people who aren't, um, who aren't down for the cause. And if you guys are feeling abandoned or, 
betrayed by people in your circle or whatever, um, ask yourself, like, are there causes that your friends are really about that you didn't bat an eye at? (laughs) You know what I mean? And just think, like, how you would feel if they were quick to be, like, um, you know, I don't know, to be aggressive and to want to cut you off or whatever. And, again, do what you got to do. I'm not... I'm not saying that one way is wrong and one way is right and there's only there's only one way to approach this whole thing. I'm just here to encourage introspection and self-reflection and just kind of just kind of like gauge your mind and your thoughts before you're quick to act. Um and yeah, and this is just stuff that I've I've been challenged with and that things that I was the things that these are things that I dealt with in the midst especially that first week and this whole summer I've had to check myself so again I'm not coming from a place of being all high high and mighty um, but these are just like real talks that I've had with myself I've had with God and um, with people in my life like yo there has to be a better way Um, and this kind of leads to another point that I wanted to talk about again kind of addressing social media and this is again for my black people um just a quick question you know for people for let's say for people who've posted material that have called out um people who aren't allies are you having these conversations like with people like beyond just posting this um this like submersive or I don't know if that's even the right word but as opposed to just posting this thing of like this cryptic that's the word as opposed to just posting this cryptic message of like oh you know if you're not for us you're against us your silence is violence blah 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 are you actually having conversations with non-black people in your life about the cause this is key y'all because if we are really about allyship and if we're really convinced that you know we need people you know fighting this battle with us and all of that what are you doing in that area besides posting these cryptic messages like are you actually having conversations with your white friends with your non-black friends about their relationship with the black lives matter movement like are you having those hard conversations and i'm not saying they're easy these are hard conversations these are awkward conversations um, especially, you know, if these are friends or family members or people in your life that have been there for a while or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay, you know, the level of, of vulnerability and difficulty that this conversation requires, but, like, are you having them? You know? And if you're not, how helpful do you think posting cryptic messages are? Okay, I'm going to leave that there. Um, and yeah, I guess my last kind of thing that I want to talk on is for my allies, for my non-black people. I don't even know if this podcast, I don't even, me and Mercy don't even know really who listens. Like we know who listens, like we know you listen if you like have had a conversation with us. I don't even know if white people listen to this um, or non-black people, but... If you are non-black and you are listening to this, I want to touch on something that came up with um, one of my white friends and kind of came up with 
a white friend of a, another black friend. I, anyways, th- that was complicated. But I want to address y'all's feeling or your guys' fear of being in LA, of posting and of this and that because you're afraid that black people and non-black people will interpret it as performative and you're afraid that it'll be a superficial act. And so for that reason, you're just not getting involved. Get involved. Really. Like, there's... <laughs> I I don't know how else to say it besides the fact that secure black people, like black people who are, you know, I shouldn't say secure. But I'll just say that in my experience, based off the conversations that I've had with all the black people in my life, like, we want allies. Like, we want to see meaningful allyship. We want to feel like we're not alone in this battle. So for you to post something that's going on, like a news post or a petition or a GoFundMe for a family who lost someone because of police brutality. or I mean, there's there's a thousand things that you could post or you could do in, on a local or whatever national level. Like, we love that. Um, and we don't think it's performative. And we understand that you may not have had, you may not have experienced being treated differently on any account. We get that. And it's okay. You don't need to necessarily go through something to advocate for it. You know what I mean? So I just want to encourage you if you're not sure how to how to move forward and you have a black friend in your life, talk to them. Ask them. And and they may they may think it's their responsibility to educate you. They may not. But there's no harm in asking and if you're really about the cause and and this has to be more than just a race thing. This this just needs to be like a human rights thing. Um so yeah, like don't don't let this fear that oh if I post like as a white person it's gonna come off fake, it's gonna like nah. That 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 there's no need for that. Like we we appreciate it and we and we want to see that and I know a lot of people, especially me at some and including me at some point, like we 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 are aware of like our non-black people and their participation in this whole movement and we feel hurt when we don't see that, you know, it's just kind of a natural instinct. Um we feel like a minority and I think this this whole issue kind of emphasized that feeling of marginalization and feeling like a minority, so um, you know, doing something like posting a little something. It's like giving us a, a social media hug of like, hey, we're in this. We're, we got you. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of all I want to say. Um, I went, I went way longer than I wanted to. And I will just end with, um, I'll just end with saying, you know, it's, we're approaching, I don't know, may, I don't know, we're approaching like five months since George Floyd's um, passing. It's going to be, I don't know, like seven months or six months since 
it's gonna be a minute since Brianna Taylor's uh, murder. Time has passed, right? So, black people, non-black people, are y'all still down for the cause? And if you were really, you know, hot and heavy and really fired up about it at some point, I'm not saying necessarily like that type of energy needs to be 24-7. For some people it might be and for some it won't and that's fine. But just ask yourself and kind of come up with a system of how you can develop some sort of sustainable form of activism. Um, And as opposed to just having like these bursts of energy, you know, how can you kind of stay informed beyond, you know, like after the hashtags die out and after the blackout squares aren't a thing and after, you know, after all these little, little episodes kind of die down, how can you stay informed? How can you stay connected? Um, Yeah, I love. Uh, I was about to say I love y'all and I have a hard time saying this but I will just say um, I'm praying I'm praying for y'all and this is a weird time um, and shout out shout out to all my black people for getting through this um, and yeah I think that's all I gotta say. Sorry if it came off really aggressive. <laughs> I I don't I don't mean to I don't mean to to come off aggressive, but okay. I think that's it for me. I'm gonna pass it off to Mercy, and hopefully her part will be way more coherent than mine, and this won't be a total dismal failure of an episode. Okay. Bye. What is up, y'all? It is your girl, Mercy. I am here to carry on with this episode and talk about what's been happening. Um, I just want to give y'all a pre-warning. I have driven it literally, on, went to so many different streets, trying to find a spot where I can record in quiet. But the tea is, people are driving around, so you're going to hear people driving around. You're going to hear things in the background. I hope y'all don't mind. But um, carry on back to the purpose of this episode. So Dulu has kind of really explained already um, the purpose of this episode, which is to explain kind of where the hell Dennis has been. We took a long hiatus. I think we were gone for about five months. And to explain why, which really is after hearing of the passing of George Floyd and all that was kind of going on in the world at that time, we just didn't feel like it was appropriate for us to carry on. Um was season two at that moment and we're ready to come back now but we kind of just want to address that first and also use our platform to kind of speak on black lives matter movement and speak on what is happening in the world so yeah um i'm not gonna lie guys i feel like i have to be nervous i have to be honest with y'all but i am incredibly nervous to talk about this and I've been like sitting at home trying to figure out why I've been so nervous and I think the main thing is that the passing of George Floyd and honestly just the passing of any black person in general due to police brutality due to essentially due to the color of their skin is hard 
like it's so incredibly hard to take in and as a black person especially I just realized that these are like it's it's honestly traumatic for me to hear and it really affects me deeply yeah so yeah I just want to explain that I'm kind of nervous to be honest but um yeah so I remember when I first heard of um George Floyd passing I was actually on a fast so I wasn't on Instagram wasn't on social media so I heard about it through the news but I don't think I really took in the full impact that it was happening around the world and it was just honestly devastating to hear and it really like it really affected my mood and it really like it really took me to like a dark place for a little minute uh like for some time and then especially right when I had finished my fast it was like about a week after he had passed and I ended up going on Instagram and just seeing all the protests around the world and especially seeing how like black protesters black protesters were still getting harassed was just really hard to watch and hard to take in and it kind of leads to my first point that I really want to make is that to all my black people out there I just want you all to recognize like these are traumatic experiences for all black people um and you guys might be thinking like girl I notice but I think even for myself like I spent a lot of time questioning why I was so like like I literally got so anxious when I kept hearing and seeing all that was happening in the news and I just remember just like I could like feel my mental health like taking a hit and I kept asking myself like Mercy like you don't know this guy and like you're Canadian like you're not in America like you kind of put it in your mind that like you don't you don't you're not allowed to feel the pain that you're feeling but truth is like as any black person you are you are 100 percent going to feel pain hearing of black people dying at the hands of police officers and i just want to validate those feelings and encourage you all to process those feelings in a healthy way um take your time to heal and take your time to process how you're feeling and don't feel that you need to jump right into the cause if you're not right like don't feel like you have to immediately just be like on the go 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 of getting things to done with and just push your feelings aside i really want to encourage you all to take your time to process your feelings and when you're ready get involved with the cause then you can move on to start doing other things but don't just push those feelings to the side and to all my non-black people I just want you to ensure that you're giving black people their time to heal. You're giving their black they're giving black people their time to understand their emotions and understand that they're going to take this differently from you. Um it's not going to be just a piece of news that they're hearing. It's going to it's going to touch them deep in their hearts and you just need to just give them a break, bro. I say this just because I remember like thinking during that time like I was so freaking glad that I was in quarantine and I did not have to go to work physically knowing that I'm one of the only black employees at a mainly white organization and that when these things happen and it becomes a conversation at work I have that responsibility of kind of being that voice for black people and um, I know that my white coworkers are going to kind of look to me toward for some sort of opinion some sort like they're going to be looking for me to have like some sort of thought on this and at that time, a few days after George Floyd's passing, like, I could not imagine having to go to work and doing that. And I was so thankful I didn't have to. So I just want to emphasize, like, to white people, like, understand it's going to hit black people different. And they're not going to be ready to talk about it right away. They might not be in. Just, like, respect that. And so, yeah, I think I kind of beat that point in. But I just want to encourage y'all 
black people like if it takes therapy if it takes talking about it with friends and family if it like whatever you need to do to healthily process these feelings I really encourage y'all to do it and process like any feelings you might be having towards police officers towards white people towards anybody else like that can be affected through the situation I remember just being so afraid I'm still like to this day like so incredibly afraid of police officers and I just know that after the passing of George Floyd it got heightened to such an insane level like literally if I see a cop car on the road I am turning right I'm turning left I'm getting away from that person and that might not be the healthiest way to deal with it but I just encourage you all to to handle those feelings in the best way you know is possible um and then my next point I kind of want to mention is once once you have healed once you have processed your feelings I just want to want you all to ask yourself what are you doing to move this movement forward obviously like it, it might not be on your heart to push forward the black lives matter movement or it might not be something that really you want to support but if you do like if you want to stand with this movement i just really want to ask y'all like what are we doing individually as a community to push it forward and are we doing more than just posting i know like what happened on social media during the whole movement um, or during the whole passing of George Floyd was amazing. Like even just to this day to see people continuously still posting about Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, like that is amazing to see. But I just want to emphasize on the need for us to be doing more than just posting. Um, yes, we support the posting. Yes, we support the social media spotlight given to the Black Lives Matter movement. But as posted and as many people have shared, there is so many different ways to get involved with this. There is so many different ways to be a part of the movement, whether you're donating, signing petitions, attending protests, voting, emailing representatives. Like, There's so many different ways. And I just want to harp on the fact that we are doing more than just posting. Um, change, change can happen in so many different ways, and it requires that. So for all of you out there who say you stand with the cause, like put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> put your time where your mouth is like do more and get involved in ways that you can and hold yourself accountable don't just allow yourself to just post and kind of move forward with it like ask yourself what standing up and being part of the movement looks like and if it's just posting then honestly question yourself bro (laughs) question yourself and ask yourself how you can do more and then my next thing I just kind of want to share on the statement on this movement is as someone who like I've recently been getting into a lot of conversations about this uh just like conversations about the way black people have been suffering in the United States with people who don't necessarily agree with the movement people who seem to think that black people might be the reason that this is happening to them and it really opened my eyes to the importance of knowing facts about the movement so I just want to encourage y'all to like sit down and google the facts um facts about systemic racism about police brutality about the the injustices that black people face in this world like if you stand with this movement having conversations with people who disagree is inevitable you're gonna encounter people who don't agree with this movement and if you stand with it it's your responsibility to really 
be a voice and like attempt to at least at least lay down the facts for them to realize that maybe their opinion is wrong and so I just want to encourage you all to educate yourself on factual information about what is happening when you can support this movement all you want but if you get down to a conversation and you can't even speak about um, how many people have passed away you can't even talk about just like legitimate facts of the situation unfortunately no one is gonna gonna hear what you're saying so I just want to encourage y'all like outside of Instagram go on Google look it up there is all the information's right there and absorb it so that one day if you're ever in a conversation with people who don't agree you can pull up the facts and be like yo like this is the real tea this is the tea so yeah the reason this is on my mind to share is just I've definitely encountered a lot of older Habasha people not trying to put them on blast but I've encountered a lot of older Habasha people who can like who are looking at black people in the states and are are putting the blame on the black people saying hey like they they want to live that way they're not trying to make better lives for them and they're just shouting out racism and at the end of the day they can't fight against factual information if you are telling them the facts of what's happening they're like they can't fight against that so i just realized when it comes to conversations it's hella important to know that information and to share that information when you get the chance and then my last point (laughs) surprisingly oh my gosh okay no this is a lot shorter sorry i thought it said 28 minutes but it's only been 11 um my last point has really been I've been thinking about this one heavy, y'all. Like, I am not sure the best way to say this, but it's it's on my heart to say because I just saw when it came to all that was going down on the Black Lives Matter movement, there was a lot of talk of how Christians should be approaching the situation and how Christians should engage. And one... That that question in itself confuses me because this, like, as Christians, like, this is a human rights um, issue at this point, right? Like, there is there is a group of people who are being targeted and being being abused and just being mistreated. And so, as a Christian, I think it's very obvious our, our response should really just be standing with this group of people who are being marginalized, but. Um, some people might disagree, but I just want to share that God is love, y'all. God is love. And as Christians, especially in a time like this, like on, on a good day, we should be telling the world that God is love. But especially in a time like this, it's our responsibility to show the world God's love and be as Christ-like as possible. And I just want to say, like, you can do that at the same time, standing um, for justice and speaking truth on the matter like they don't have to be two mutually exclusive things and so as a Christian I just want you to approach approach the situation with love and compassion and understanding for both sides literally it hurt <laughs> it's hard for me to even fathom that idea but both sides people who for the black people, for the marginalized group of the people who are affected for this this movement, and also for people who seem to look at the situation and think that it's not true or seem to argue against it and just don't don't seem to have any compassion towards black people in this situation. 
but it is our responsibility to show love to both sides and for any person who's kind of looking at the black lives matter movement and not not understanding where black people are coming from and not understanding when people are saying that all black lives all or saying that black lives matter um i just want you to like think about how you can show love and compassion towards black people during that time and ask yourself if you're able to do those things without listening to them because i think if you are not hearing what the black if you are not understanding what the black people are saying then maybe it's because you're not hearing what they're saying and if you're not hearing what you're what they're saying are you being compassionate towards them are you showing love towards them and on the flip side <laughs> literally like this is something I struggle with myself like I literally am saying this and I struggle with it myself but on the flip side for people who are looking at this movement and thinking you know hey like black people are like it's all lives matter and like what are black people talking about like every like they're not being targeted more so than other races like that like people who are just not really understanding this movement at the end of the day um we have to show them love and we have to be understanding of their points but we can do that at the same time expressing our beliefs expressing our opinions and sharing our thoughts on the matter so you can you can do that at both and i just really encourage y'all to do that i believe that is all i have to say for today um i think this is this probably was like all over the place guys i'm so sorry i have been very nervous honestly to to do this piece i think my whole thought process on all that's going on in the world and all that's going on in regards to this movement is is a state of anxiousness and that honestly comes from me being so honestly devastated by like the passing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and honestly feeling helpless like I think that's I think that honestly this is low-key therapy session for me I'm so sorry but honestly I think at the very end of the day it comes from this feeling of helplessness and like me fighting against those thoughts in my mind that things will never change but even just by talking about it on the podcast even by just everyone like doing their part like we a change is happening and a change is coming and yeah so those are all my thoughts i hope it was coherent i'm literally thinking about how adulu just ended her part and she was hoping that my part would be more coherent and this wouldn't be a mess of an episode and i don't think i don't i don't know if i did that in my part but yeah um i'm just gonna end that off with encouraging y'all to look into this matter like look into what is going on with the black lives matter movement look into what happened to george floyd look into the fact that brianna taylor's police the police officers who murdered brianna taylor have yet to be arrested look into elijah mcclain like look into these people and read the injustices that happened to them and i encourage you all to have an opinion about it like get to the point that you have thoughts on this matter because this is a human rights matter and there's there's a group of people who are being hurt so yeah do that literally would love to talk about it with anyone who agrees disagrees whatever thoughts you have to share 
um you already know our instagrams hit us up at any point and also moving forward just with the rest of season two we are going to be adding in a little snippet into all our episodes discussing i don't know if it's all or some of our episodes but we're just going to add in a little bit talking about black lives matter movement and talking about just black people in general to continue this this is not a trend this is not something that is here today and gone tomorrow like this is something we want to keep pushing forward so yeah stay tuned for that stay tuned for the rest of season two we love you i have no problem saying that i love y'all hope you guys are having the greatest time and we will talk to you in three two one